Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number five in the book of Revelation. I got stuck on a passage today, which is always a good thing. It's Revelation chapter one, verse 13. And Jesus is appearing to the seven churches and he's going to describe a glorious body here. But verse 13 says, and in the midst of the lampstands, that's the representative of the seven churches he's going to lecture here in a minute. One like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. So John sees Jesus in heaven like a Son of Man, like a like a human, if you will. So I'm going to ask the question today is, what will I look like in heaven? So, And to answer that question, you have to ask the question, what does Jesus look like in, in heaven? And why does Jesus look like anything but a spirit or a wind or something like that? And the reason is because after Jesus' crucifixion and death, so he was buried, buried with a body, and then he rose, get this, with a body. And with this body, it kind of had some unrecognizable characteristics to it, but, but the disciples totally recognized it. They knew it was Jesus. So it was recognizable. So there was some preservation of the person and personality, uh, and they knew it was Jesus. Now, it was a weird body. Doors were no obstacle. Transportation was no obstacle. He still had hands and feet and permanent scars. They actually weren't scars. They were still wounds. It said Thomas put his hand in his side. But he was seen. He was touched um, by Thomas. Um, uh He was at meals. I'm not sure if he ate, but he was certainly at meals. So he continued to reveal himself with a body after his resurrection. So then uh, in Acts chapter 1, he ascends to heaven in in bodily form. Uh, And he says, but you will receive power. This is Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. Now, so he goes to heaven with a body, and he next is seen here by John, probably with that same body. So Jesus wants to be known, and John makes this very specific. He calls Jesus uh, the Son of Man, quote-unquote, the Son of Man. It's John's preferred identification and and distinguishing characteristic of Jesus. So everything in in that person of Jesus we're going to see is going to be visible glory and auditory glory. But he puts this on a frame of a real bodily resurrected frame. So there's the whole lot of awe and fantasticness to what we're going to hear about Jesus, and his eyes are going to be glowing and a bunch of other things, but it's in a recognizable human form. Jesus went to great trouble to become human and put on flesh. Read Philippians chapter 2 if you want to learn about that. And it's important for Jesus somehow to keep this body. Now, why is that? So here's the reason. It's because humans and their physical and spiritual frames are both going to go to heaven. So this is a theology. It's in the Apostles' Creed. Here it is, quote, I look forward to the resurrection of the body, close quote. 
So the Apostle Creed says, I am looking forward to the resurrection of my body. Why is that? Because it's made like his. So we, like Jesus, are going to spend eternity with a body. Let me say that again. I'm going to spend eternity with a body, and I'm going to look. So we look at Jesus to help understand what we're going to look like. So if we believe that Jesus rose from the dead, then we need to believe this. That's why it's in the creed. Those creeds are something you're supposed to believe, that the human dead are going to be raised to life. And I say with the same confidence in the resurrection of Jesus's body, which is critical uh, in spiritual Christian theology, that we are going to have a real body in heaven. And by that, a real heavenly body. It's going to be different, but yet it's going to be identifiable. It's going to be unique. It's going to be distinguishing me from other people and important. It's going to be glory bearing. So Jesus was the first fruits and by quote unquote, a man has come this resurrection of his body and then our body. Romans 8.11 says that if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. So here's the theology. So I'm going to be raised from the dead. So my soul and spirit at the moment of my death is going to be going to launch up and going to be present with the Lord. But at some point, my mortal body is going to be born again. So he's going to give life to my mortal body and your mortal body. It's going to be completed and perfected and not infirmed. So if you live a long time here on the earth, you, you know, you're going to be decaying. My mother said one time, great quote, uh, as her and my father were all decayed, she said, if you add up all of me and all of you, I don't even think we'd make up one whole person. So how did my mother, my dear mother die? So she died degenerating, lowly, made of dust, paralyzed, riddled with cancer. So when you meet my mother in heaven, what kind of body is she going to have? Well, Philippians 3, 20 and 21 tells us, but our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is, listen, who will transform our lowly body. So that's why my mother died, because she had a lowly body, to be like his glorious body. So my mother's going to have a glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So he's going to do it. He's going to transform. He's going to change it from glory, lowly to glory. So he bore our image here so that we could bear his image there. So we're going to be more like his body there than my body here. So it's by him, it's going to be transformed. So if you say, I don't believe this, it kind of calls into questions God's history and example and his death and his resurrection and his power. And essentially you're calling God a liar. So don't do that. So he bore the image of dust so we can bear the image of deity, of immortality. He came to look like us here so that we can look like him there. So this kernel, we're not going to be the same. It's going to be God-given. It's going to be have some glory. It's going to be imperishable. It's going to be spiritual. So we can bear the image of dust here. He came to bear the image of dust here so that we can bear the image of him there. He came to resemble, he came here to resemble Adam so we can resemble him there. Like it says in the Apostles' Creed, I can't wait.